Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. Know that uh, Jack Coletta was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Did you know uh, that he uh, enjoys boating in his spare time? It's true. Bringing him on now, running back, linebacker, Oregon State, Jack Coletto joining us. Uh, are you a Green Bay Packers fan? Um, no, not really. It's so funny. I don't really have a particular favorite NFL team, although I don't mind the Packers. How is that possible that a football player, you don't have a team you grew up watching, or what, what's going on there? I I followed players more than I did teams, I guess. But, I mean, my favorite player growing up was probably Tom Brady, so. Yeah. Is that a generational thing? I kind of wonder about your generation, because you kind of grew up on fantasy football instead of teams. Do you have, is that? do you think that changed how your generation rooted? I mean, I never even, I don't... I mean, I am kind of old, but young enough to understand <laughs> yeah. fantasy football. We never really did fantasy football when I was growing up. Nothing. I don't know. Coming out. How did you find boating? Because that's in your bio, uh, like in your in the media guide. Like, tell me about you and boating. What's the relationship there? Well, to be honest, probably need to change it. I mean, everyone loves boating. I like boating, but <laughs> if I were to say more of like my actual what I enjoy doing off the field would probably be revolve around food, cooking, and eating it. Yeah. We've talked about Grandma's spaghetti sauce. I mean, I love that. I love that you have that connection. Uh, I have that as well. Let's talk about the football game uh, on uh, Friday night. Disappointing there. Uh, I was there. I thought you guys were the better team. You didn't get the win. I came away thinking, gosh, you're going to kick yourselves when you look at film. How did you feel when when you looked at some film of the game? Yeah, we were kicking ourselves watching film. Exactly what you said. But, I mean, it's, it's just tough because when you get two good teams playing against each other, it's just it can go either way. And there's obviously a few sets of plays that if we made those plays, it would have drastically changed the outcome of the game. And usually that's just how it goes. And sometimes throughout the year those plays went in our favor and sometimes they didn't. That's just that's football. How much was the weather a factor in your mind? The wind, maybe more than other things. Is that you were out there on the field dealing with it? I was in the press box. Granted, it was cold and windy up there too, but I'm not having to perform and and uh, throw a ball, catch a ball, you know, kick a ball. What was it like to be on the field? I mean, definitely there was a little bit of a factor in in terms of play calling and what you wanted to do, and, and also the kicks. But I don't think it was too detrimental to the point where it's just impossible to operate. The play that you watch on film that you're kicking yourself for, I'm sure your teammates would all have different answers. I talked to a lineman, he's going to talk about a block that he missed, and you talk to uh, the quarterback, he's going to say, oh man, 
I should have put some more air under the ball. What's Jack Coletta? What's the play that you you are kicking yourself over? Oh, it was the fourth and one stop. Granted that there wasn't really much room or space, but that drive particularly because that could have put us up fourteen nothing. What happened on the play? I'm. I just tried to read it. I read front side A and uh, scanned back, and it just it was just gap, gap, gap. It was, it was all filled up. And then watching the film, there's the front side. There was there was a, a gap that was open there. I just didn't see it. Yeah, it's hard in the in the heat of the moment. Was Washington doing something to you guys when you came into the game? Because I noticed that they were getting a little penetration in those gaps. Were they doing something different? Um, in terms of how their D-line played, I'd, probably, I'd be the wrong person to ask. Yeah. But from what I know and understand, I mean, there wasn't really anything that they were doing that we were not unaware of. Yeah. How are you feeling mindset-wise as you pivot to this week? Because you got to have a short memory while learning from mistakes. That's a tough thing to do, I think. But you pivot back to a home game against Cal. Uh, how are you guys feeling sort of psychologically? Let's start there. Well, ultimately, no one's going to feel bad for us. And Cal coming up here definitely is not going to feel bad for us. So at the end of the day, we just have to buckle up and restart and prepare this week like we did all the other weeks leading up to it and go from there. You guys, uh, you know, have been very good at home. What is it about Research Stadium? Is it just being at home? Is it the crowd? What is it about that stadium? Because even the one game you lost in the last 10, it was 17-14. You guys played your asses off. I think Corvallis is just a tough place to play. I mean, visitors coming up, I don't know where they stay, but it's I, from my assumption, it's not super close to the stadium. And then... Just the atmosphere, Reeser Stadium tends to get really loud, and I think that can surprise some people, especially with half the stadium down. And also just the, you know, the fact that it's like we're home, we're right where we are. And I think there's always a home field advantage for some teams, but I think it's especially prominent at Oregon State. Jack Coletto is with us. Uh, all right, uh, what's your go-to restaurant in Corvallis? So people who are visiting for the game keep asking me, and uh, while I have a daughter who attends Oregon State, I, I haven't asked her that. But you're the food guy. You're the foodie. Where are we sending people, Jack Coletto, when they're visiting Corvallis? Well, it depends on what they want. If they're wanting something, like, quick, I mean, obviously they have certain chains around here, five guys. But if for a sit-down, there is one place I do, I do really like, and it is uh, Pastini's. They do a good job there. What, what is it? Pastini or Pastini's. I don't yeah, know what they're that that's your go-to. Do you have a local place though? Isn't there some like mom and pop place that has a picture of Jack Coletto autographed on the wall when you walk in? Like it feels like there should be some kind of pasta joint that has Coletto on the wall. I wish that was the case. I don't know. If there is, no one told me anything about it. <laughs> we need but to. to Why don't we open it? Why don't we open it? Like, you know, we'll call it Two Italians, and, you know, we'll put your picture on the wall. I can do the radio show from there. It's free marketing every day. We'd kill it. I mean, whose sauce recipe would we be using? We, we put both grandma's sauces on the menu. You can have the Coletto or you can have the Canzano. People, they just come in. You pick one or other sauce. We're on to something here. Ooh, and just kind of have them, like, compete against each other? And then yeah, have everybody was... in 
the competition. Because there would be people, you know there would be people come in and go, no, 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 it's Grandma Coletto's sauce. And then people would go, no, it's Grandma Canzano's sauce. Like, you know, you just have these two sauces that we have pictures of our grandmother on the wall. Come on, we get we get some old Italian, you know, we hire some old Italians to hang out in front wearing, like, you know, uh, like Hanes T-shirts sitting around like they've eaten a pound of pasta. You know, it's it would be it would be phenomenal. Gosh, I'm trying that's that that'd be something now, wouldn't it? All right. See? I'm just telling you. When you went to Pastini, I kinda was a little disappointed because I was like, That's a chain. We can't do that. It you know, I have a hard time with that. Even though I think you're right. They're solid. I understand that, but I mean I don't know if it's because the only Pastini I've been to was the one in Corvallis and yeah. I don't know who the chef is there, but they actually they do a decent do job decent. with the recipe. Yeah. I know the one you're yeah. talking about. We're talking to Jack Coletto. He is the linebacker, running back, uh, all-purpose guy at Oregon State. Um, you know, look, the uh, we all know what the locker room looks like because we've seen videos after a win. What is what's the trip home like after a loss in Seattle? The plane ride, how somber is it, or is it hey a measure of look disappointment? But let's not have despair because you got to very quickly turn around, and by Sunday you have to be refocused on a new game. Yeah, uh, the trip home is usually pretty quiet after a loss. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you on that one. Yeah. But, I mean, once you get off the plane, sleep on it for a night, watch the film, then you kind of you get over it. Yeah. Well, you have to. You got to. I think you'd have to have kind of a short memory in that situation. All right, you got Cal, you got Arizona State, you got the home game against Oregon, you got a bowl game looming. How much are you savoring this as a guy who's been in the program – you know, uh, you know. I, we all know you went to Arizona Western. You played there for a year, but you know, you've been at Oregon State from 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22. Like, are you soaking it up right now, or or is that something you do when you're over and you look back? Gosh, 2018, 19. God, that's a lot of years, man. I know. But I mean, the funny thing is, I think, yeah, definitely when I'm older and once everything's kind of passed. There will be something I look back and reflect on. But for me, it's just once you get into the routine of something and how things work and your schedule, is, for me, I'm just a day-to-day kind of guy and just focus on really what's right in front of me right now. And it's just it all happens so fast for me to really sit back and look back and reflect on until probably later. I'm on your website, jackhammercoletto.com. If you want to help the Wounded Warrior Project, uh, Jack is donating uh, 25% of the proceeds uh, to the Wounded Warrior Project. You can check out all of his uh, apparel there. What is selling right now? What is your best seller? Because I'm looking at this stuff. And uh, what do you, what's, what's the item that you can't keep in stock right now? Well, I mean, since winter's coming and everything's getting cold, the sweatshirts are going up pretty quick. Yeah. So that'd be that'd be my recommendation, unless you, you have... want to wear a t-shirt in thirty degree weather. That's up <laughs> do, to you. Do you have teammates who wear your gear? Like, do they walk in wearing your gear and you go, "Hey, okay, I get it." No, actually, uh, Coach Spence, our receivers coach, did that uh, for one practice, but other than that, it really <laughs> hasn't been too crazy. I like I don't it. Know if I'm thankful that disappointed in that. I don't know how to feel about that. But. It might it might be a little awkward, you know. You don't want your <laughs> your teammates wearing the stuff. All right, listen, we'll get our heads together on this restaurant. In the meantime, uh, go go beat Cal. I will see you at the stadium, and I appreciate you joining us, Jack Coletto.
Excellent. Thanks for having me. There he is, jackhammercoletto.com, if you want to check out the apparel. You can get a uh, can cooler. You can get a jackhammer logo tee. You can get a knit beanie. You can get a, uh, you know, you can get a hat. You know, I also just thought of something. You know, the restaurant should just be called JC's. Jack Coletto. John Canzano. See? We call it JC's. We get in business together. Now, everybody who owns a restaurant is going to blow up my phone now telling me this is a bad idea. Because, right, I don't want to be at the restaurant. I don't really want to run a restaurant. Nor does Jack Coletto. But it would be kind of cool to have your restaurant and your grandma's sauce on the menu. Just saying. Leave it here. you got the BFT, our big splash, coming up. You've got the home of the truth. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. I've been thinking about Tom Brady lately. You guys been doing any thinking about Tom Brady? Uh, I mean, not any more than I usually do. No? I mean... I'm always thinking about Tom Brady, but I've been thinking more about him than ever before lately. I because I'm watching this guy struggle, and we're watching essentially, you know, he retired and then he's now coming back to it. And maybe you know there was a one of my favorite podcasts is this podcast Smartless, Jason Bateman on it, uh, among other people who are on the uh, Smartless podcast. But it they did an interview with. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, Sean Hayes and Will Arnett are the other two hosts, but they did a Wayne Gretzky episode. And Gretzky was talking about the requirement of what it takes to be great. And I was listening to this right before the show because Anna told me to listen to it. She said, you should listen. Wayne Gretzky was on the podcast. She's the big Smartless fan. But um, Gretzky was saying that the commitment that you have to have to be that good, because he was the great one, to be that good at your sport, it's not just athleticism. It's not just commitment. It is like hyper-focused commitment to excellence that goes above and beyond what um, even the other dedicated, talented players will do. And he was talking about Brady in that context, saying that you don't understand kind of like it's an entire family that has to buy into it. Like Gretzky was talking about his family, his kids, his wife, how everybody kind of has to understand that this is what it takes to be that good at a sport. And often you will see with athletes, either they will compromise and they will say, hey, no, I value my family time more or whatnot. And, and I think we all do that to some respect in our jobs. But when there is uh, achievement that is measurable that's on the line and there is so much money on the line, I think it becomes more difficult for professional athletes to do that where they step back and go, hey, maybe I'm just I'm not going to hit 330 this year. I'll be okay hitting 318, so I'll put in 318 effort, and I'll have a better family life because of it. And he was kind of just talking about kind of the commitment that it takes. He was talking about golf, too, because he was saying he loves golf, but he isn't committed to golf the way he was committed to hockey. Do you think – like I have this theory that the same things that make Michael Jordan – Tom Brady, you know, others who are driven the way those two are. The same thing that makes them great probably makes them really intolerable to deal with in the real world. I I 100% agree with you. I, I think that is a real thing. You know, I, don't, I don't think the average sports fan 
takes in consideration how much work that these guys have put in, these guys and gals that are at the top of their game, right? I mean, just think about how good they are, and you know, you've know, we've all played against really good people, but it's not those people aren't even close to where these people are at. So I agree with you. Like, You have to put your family life, your social life off to the side to be really this good. And I think Tom Brady, you know, going back to him, now that he is, you know, they're, you know, they're divorced now, it seems like the, that burden is almost off his shoulders. And he looked relieved after their game on Sunday when he hugged Byron Leftwich after they won. Like, it was a weird, it was a weird look to see Tom Brady have like that. Like, it was, it was like, the you know, the burden's off his shoulders and he doesn't have to worry about that family life and, you know, Giselle being mad at him. Like, he just yeah. has to focus on football. It's an interesting context. I, I often wonder about it. Judah, do you have a thought on that, too, as you kind of look at Brady, Gretzky, Jordan, the great ones? There's, you know, we, maybe it's not a sacrifice. Maybe it's just that these guys are wired so differently and they're also uber talented that, you know, what kind of personal life or what kind of person would they be off the field? Like, probably not a very enjoyable person to be around. Do you think addicted is a appropriate word? For Tom and, and Michael Jordan, they're addicted to their craft. They're addicted to com- competing and winning. I think it's a it's a question. I I would be hesitant to diagnose you know them as addicted without having like more I mean, it's evidence not, it's of not it. Clinical. It's more right. of an anecdotal reference, but it seems to fit because everything is subservient to it, including yeah. family life, which the rest of us would say should be the most important thing. Arguably, you know. Yeah. That's that's why it makes him hard to relate relate with because yeah. you know me you i mean and you've done john you've done big stuff at the top of your profession you know yeah and and i guess there's a part i don't know that do you relate to tom at all i mean you've prioritized family and you're open about that and it's it's really and it goes well with your brand now and it goes really well with your your writing and the, the column angles the emotional side of things but was there ever a part of you where you had to make that decision consciously and and sacrifice things professionally. Like, I think how we, does that work for you? I think we all do it every yeah. day. Like I I find myself. I told Anna this. Uh, we were discussing the Brady uh, conundrum in in the Gretzky episode today, and I told her. I said, you know, in small ways, I think we all make those decisions on a daily basis. Like I know in the morning, it's really important to me to get going with work because I'm in an industry that values being first, being sourced, being right. But simultaneously, it's very important to me to see the kids before they go to school because I don't see them again because I'm on air 3 to 6 p.m. with the radio show. I'll see them for a blink before the show, and then I won't see them again until dinner time or maybe even bedtime. If there's games going on or if I'm traveling, I don't see them at all. So it's really important to me to get that touch point. And I, I had the, the thought this morning. So this morning... A little bit of news came out, like Adam Rittenberg uh, of ESPN sort of tweeted out that Colorado and Arizona State moving towards hires, you know, he kind of gave a timeline for November, December. We've talked about it in the show, like I expect those hires to happen late November, early December as well. But he said that, you know, in his tweet that Colorado's in the red zone. And my phone blew up. And simultaneously, I was kind of dealing with kids and family, and I had to make a decision. Do I, do I tell the kids, hey, have a good day at school, see you later, and then start working the phones? Or do I make a concession in going, hey, you know, this is big news in the Colorado world and the Pac-12 footprint, but, 
you know, I may not be first here. I may not be the one to break it. And I got to be honest with you, I I looked at my phone and I went, you know, I'll send a text message after the kids get off to school or I'll start making phone calls then. I'm not going to give up that time. I think we all do that in our daily jobs. Like I think a lot of people are better at it in sort of drawing a boundary. I'm not great at it. It's something I always have to work on. But I thought about it today. I was like, you know what? I could be a little better if I didn't care so much about my kids. And I do think that there are some professional athletes who go, look, this is a corporation. If I'm Wayne Gretzky, I'm a, this is a, the Gretzky family is a corporation. Wayne Gretzky's job is to be Wayne Gretzky and be the best he can possibly be. And his wife's job is different than him, and it's a supporting role. And I think if you're really like fortunate, the pieces fit together in a way that work. But I think we see a lot of cases with athletes who drift away from their significant others, who aren't good fathers, especially in sports where they're playing a lot more like the NBA or Major League Baseball, and they don't do a good job of you know, balancing that role. Because you're right, like in order to be really good at what you do, to be the best that you can possibly be at what you do, it does require you to to not be some other things. It requires you to say, hey, look, here's I have a limited bandwidth. What am I going to do with it? So I make that decision, I think, on a daily basis. But I think a lot of our listeners probably do as well. I think people are nodding out there going, you know what? I could be a little better at my job. I could make one more call. I could maybe close one more deal. I could write one more column. I could break a little more news. But at the at the sacrifice of my kids going off to school without seeing me, talking to me, getting me, like tying their shoes in the morning, that's where I draw the line. I think it's I think it's a it is a issue, and it is a conundrum, a dilemma, so to speak, for everybody who's out there probably listening to the show. I think we're all doing it, right? I think we're all doing it to some respect. Coming up, four o'clock hour, Rich Brooks on the Oregon Washington rivalry and a whole bunch. We interrupt this podcast with a special announcement from the Bald. Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but. If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.